Good morning. Welcome to Rollins Around Town. My name is Sam Stark, and I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. My role allows me to engage in the Central Florida community on many levels, and it is my responsibility to help connect the dots between the college and the community at large. The dots I refer to are opportunities for college stakeholders, faculty, staff, and students to have access to leaders and professionals in our region. This helps Rollins deliver on our mission while also uplifting the brand of the college throughout Central Florida. A current slogan for the Orlando region is, you don't know the half of it. That, I believe, is often the case for Rollins College. So this show will showcase the connections between Rollins and the Central Florida community. We will introduce the college to important community leaders and share the impact Rollins has throughout town. Guests will come from outside of the college as well as feature our very own faculty, staff, and students. The goal of the show and these interviews is to show the role, the important role, Rollins plays in town and how important the college is to our region. So thank you for joining this morning, and it is my pleasure to welcome a longtime friend, colleague, and in many ways a mentor of mine, Mr. Alan Keene. Alan, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, you know, we could read a bio, but I just find it a little more interesting if you could just sort of start with the basics and tell, tell the audience where you're from and, and maybe how you first got to Rollins. I'm happy to do that because it's a great story. It's uh, meaningful in my life. So I was actually born in Virginia, uh, left there in, when I was about uh, to 12 years old and went to Puerto Rico with my father and, and uh, brother and mother uh, for three years and then moved to Orlando in January of 64. So I've been here a long time. I-4 had only been open for about three months. Uh, and I went through high school locally at Colonial High School and was really uh, back when, when kids only went to one school or applied to one school, not 12 or 15 like they do today. Uh, I, we didn't have resources enough for me to just go anywhere I wanted. And so my, my, pa- my family moved to Greenville, Mississippi in my senior year. And I got to stay with a friend to finish high school. But I applied to and got accepted at Delta State College in Cleveland, Mississippi with a full scholarship as a day student because I was going to live at home. I was headed there. And about a month and a half before graduation of high school, Rollins came to the guidance department and they were looking to, to offer scholarships to some local students who were, had pretty good grades and could balance the mix of students. And uh, they offered me a full scholarship as a day student. I had no connection to Rollins. I had no idea what Rollins was really about other than I knew where it was. And uh, then someone offered me the ability to have room and board with their family. Otherwise, I couldn't have stayed. Long story short, I did that. I went home for the summer of 66 to Greenville and then came back to Winter Park and never left except to go home at Christmas and Easter like most, co- most college kids do. That's so I ended up here pretty happenstance, but very, very important part of my life. What a great story. Um, and the amount of time that you've spent uh, since, uh, you know, from going to Rollins to now is probably more than maybe just about anybody in, uh, in the college history. I mean, you've, you've given time, talent, and treasure on just about every level. So uh, that, that's amazing. W- what did you study at Rollins? So that's another funny story. I show up for <clears throat> freshman uh, orientation. Even though I was local, I, had a, I lived here. I was late, and when I got here, they said all the freshman um, advisors had been assigned. 
And I didn't know any better, so I asked them, I said, does that mean I can't go to college? And they said, no, no, we'll find somebody for you. At that point, because I had been in Puerto Rico, it could have been Spanish, probably could have been history uh, or maybe English. Business was not on the horizon, was not in my family's background. And uh, they assigned as my freshman advisor, Dean Charles Welsh of the Crummer Graduate School of Business. Mm. So he became my advisor for all five years. And once that first thing happened as a freshman, I was going to Crummer and I was going to get a degree in economics uh, and then go to Crummer and get my MBA. Wow. Fascinating how, uh, how, how life can take you down a certain road, an unexpected road for sure. What's the most important takeaway that you learned from Rollins and the Rollins education and, and just overall collegiate experience? I think it's absolutely one thing, and that's relationships. Uh, I've seen through my business career and personal life that the people that I met at Rollins and the people that I've interacted through and with Rollins have had major uh, and have had a major impact on my life, and a number of really, uh, really significant in the on the business side business uh, opportunities. Yeah, as a as an alum, um, I would say the exact same answer. Uh, it's amazing how it's developed and cultured here uh, in so many ways, and not only just during your four years, but but arguably you know more importantly for your uh, the rest of your life uh, after college. Can you share a little bit about your, your career journey, right? So Rollins, Crummer, then what for Alan Keene? So part of that, while I was at Rollins, I needed, I needed more scholarship money, and I needed money to, I needed to work. And so, um, again, through uh, the dean of the Crummer Business School, he introduced me to Charlie Rice, who at the time was the president of the uh, Barnett Bank of Winter Park. And so I got a scholarship through him with the Florida Bankers Association for two years. And it was really a grant loan, and so that if I worked at a at a, a bank for two years after I graduated, it was it was forgiven. And I, first of all, I needed a job. Number two, why would, why would you pay it back if you didn't have to? And so while I was at Rollins for at least the, the last two years, my uh, senior and my fifth year, uh, I worked full time at the bank, and then went to work at the bank uh, literally full time when I graduated. I did that. Uh, that was in '71, and '70 by '73, for whatever reason, um, I decided that I didn't want to work for anyone, and I wanted to go into the investment real estate business. And so, in January of '74, uh, I left and uh, went into the investment real estate business, and, and have been doing that ever since. So, tell us about Kiwin Real Property Company. And so, that's the company that's been here now 43 years. It'll be 44 this year. Um, and it was from from 74 to 78, uh, I worked for a couple of different people. I had my real estate license. But uh, I had two opportunities that were coming forward in, in 78. One was uh, a relationship with a, a group of Dutch investors from the Netherlands. And the other one was an introduction that was made through a Rollins connection to what was to be Universal Studios. And because of those two opportunities, I started my own company in, in November of 78, which was uh, myself and another guy who worked with me at the bank named Larry Godwin. And you took the Keen and the Godwin, and so we had a different combination of names, but it ended up being Keywin. And uh, so we formed that in 1978. It had the same phone number since 1978. That's, that's impressive. Can you... Share, like, what are some of the projects that you've been involved with in the community? So we've done, uh, you know, kind of things that are pretty unusual and, and once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. One would be 
Uh, I represented Universal Studios for 20 years as their exclusive real estate broker. Uh, I found all the original land for them and again for 20 years uh, represented them exclusively. Um, our main business is creating residential communities throughout Central Florida. And uh, we've probably as a single uh, company, we've done more lots than anybody else. We've done almost uh, 19,000 residential lots all over like the six county area. Uh, but another marquee or, or really special uh, opportunity we had was, again, through a Rollins connection, uh, through uh, Harold Ward, a prominent trustee. Uh, I was able to acquire the Winsong property in Winter Park, which was uh, part of the heart of Winter Park. And uh, we, we bought 260 acres in the year 2000 and sold it all out by 2004. And it's a, an incredible uh, asset to the Winter Park community. Yes, it sure is. Aligns, uh, you know, the uh, sort of the southeast side of the college, and that's uh, that's a beautiful uh, it's a beautiful look over there. Do you do you ever? Th- I mean, most of your business has been in Central Florida. Virtually all of it. We've done one or two projects in Tampa, and one or two in uh, in Jacksonville, but ninety eight percent right here in the five six county area. I mean, as we think about you know just business in general and and the region, as you say, you you know coming here in the mid sixties. Did you ever really think you could survive on doing all your business just in this, you know, 407 area code? You know, when you're young, you really don't know. And uh, I I can tell you when I got here again in 1964, uh, Lee Road was a dirt road on the other (laughs) side of I-4. And uh, 436 as a road did not exist. Uh, It was a short section called Lake Barton Drive. But so, you know, when you start in a business like that and when I saw – I saw people while I was at the bank, even though I was when I was even at Rollins, um, who were making a lot of money in real estate. It was, and that was in the era of Disney's announcement. Uh, Disney announced in uh, uh, seventy uh, in sixty five and opened in seventy one. So um, I, I saw a lot of people making money. Thought that there were, was an opportunity for someone. And I had the blessing while I was at the bank for those five or six years to be introduced to so many people in the community because of the way our our corporate leadership uh, worked that I felt like I could be successful. I never really envisioned everything that would happen, but uh, because of relationships, again, it, it turned out to be a very, uh, very lucrative and uh, uh, satisfying opportunity. Fantastic. Part of my career, I was the CEO of the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, as you know, and uh, during that time in the early 2000s, I guess, you brought forward an amazing yet controversial project here in Winter Park. And what I'm really curious to know from you is, you know, your reaction now after 15 years or so, um, the Carlisle project, you know, that would have brought a community in essence to uh, to, to the park right off of New York Avenue. Are, are you, do you ever stop and think, I'm, I'm really glad now 15 years later it didn't happen or do you still really have some thinking like, gosh, I I really wish it would have and should have happened. Well, it's an interesting story. And the short version is that, you know, I I don't do uh, vertical construction. Mm. So when I do residential development, we might put in streets and and sewer and water, but we don't do buildings. So I'd never done that and was not really had any background or anything else. But I was actually approached by a city commissioner who's not on the commission now, but who asked me if I would consider doing the project because they saw what I had done in Winsong of, of bringing 
267 homes in the middle of an area that already had, was completely surrounded by houses. And we were sensitive and we were careful and, and it was a major asset to the city. So he thought I might be a good person to do that. And this was actually on the old post office site. So right. it didn't take up any park space. Uh, it would have been mo- relocating the back room of the post office and putting a new smaller boutique post office on the site. So I was invited to do it. It was a uh, pretty well, it was celebrated all the way through till the end. <laughs> and, you know, we got approvals that we needed. And then there was a change in the political wind in between. And uh, the group that came forward didn't want it. And they actually turned it down um, for um, reasons that were not supported. We ultimately prevailed in that the city had to pay us back money that we had spent. Um, I think that whole consternation was not good for anybody. Uh, I think the project, which would have been 150 uh, high-end residential units on the uh, on the railroad track, on the post office site, would have been an asset to the city and would have brought more people downtown, which was what the city's been trying to do. Yeah. So it was just unfortunate the times were the way they were. But I'm uh, pretty, you know, I, hindsight might said that after the economy started to fail after that, maybe we were <laughs> lucky that it didn't happen. But at the same time, I think we would have been fine. Yeah. And now, uh, certainly in our case to be made now, having that kind of uh, population base in the, in the central business district might actually do some good for, the, uh, for, for, for those businesses there. Yeah, they would definitely need it now. Yeah. So, Alan, what motivates you to give so much time and talent and treasure to Rollins? So it's, it's giving and giving back, period. Uh, as simple as that. I, I, I've been chairman of the board of trustees uh, twice. I've been on the board of trustees 31 years which now with the retirement of, of Harold Ward, I'm the <laughs> longest serving trustee. I'm not the oldest. But uh, everything that Rollins did that opened doors for me, uh, I could name four really major things that happened that was because of relationships. It's, it says, you know, if, that, if that's uh, what happens, what you do is you, you do give back. I believe in it. And uh, also, of course, being local, you're an easy target. Uh, because you're here and not if I was living in uh, Oklahoma, it'd be hard to engage like I have. But uh, And then you've had people come along like Grant Cornwell. Um, I've, I've chaired the search committee for Rita Bornstein, who was an outstanding president. And then I chaired the search committee for Grant, and he's such a great leader. Um, even if I was thinking about stepping back, uh, his, his, he's so dynamic and he's so... Uh, good that it was like, gee, I want to be part of this yeah. uh, activity. Probably be your your maybe your greatest legacy, you know, chairing those two those two search committees. Clearly, yeah. clearly, they're they're you know, inst- you know, there's only been uh, six, fifteen presidents, I think. Uh, so, in in, the, in these two, both will have served probably twenty about twenty two, twenty three years. Yeah. So. That's, imp- that's impressive. Fantastic. T- tell us, you know, over your over your time here, what what's been sort of both the high point for Rollins and, and where where's been a low point for Rollins? So I think uh, I think we're we're despite uh, the virus, I think we're at a high point or at least at a high point uh, era. And uh, really, with Grant, he's just every president has had things they've added. And we and presidents have built on that. So they're and they were all different kind of people. But uh, I think the high point is now, and what's ahead of us. If we get we get through, once we get through the virus, I think it's really pretty exciting. We 
have been very fortunate to, to convince him to stay on for a few more years, which is good. And I guess the low point probably was, if you look back, which is easy to have hindsight, there was a whole uh, period of time when Rollins was kind of quiet and sleepy, and we had, we had tremendous um, uh, people who went here, uh, alums, that could support the college, and we, we really didn't take advantage of that. We, we didn't, I don't know if we didn't think we needed it or it was a different culture for it, but uh, as school as old as Rollins is and as with his, his good a reputation, um, you know, instead of a $475 million endowment, we should have a, a billion and a half dollar endowment, and that would make things a whole lot uh, easier to do. But, uh, and that's just something that happened. It's not something that, you know, the G probably didn't know when it, while it was happening. Yep, fair enough. Last week we had uh, Mayor Steve Leary on, and, and he touched on the importance of the town and gown relationship. What, what, you know, share, share with us a little bit your, your feelings on the importance of, of Winter Park and Rollins together. Well, I can tell you, you can listen to President Cornwell or, or lots of other people, that most, um, most high-quality, small liberal arts schools uh, historically have been in small towns either in uh, in the northeast or the or midwest and if you look at the list and there's hundreds of colleges that most of them many of which we have never you never heard of <laughs> but that where they are the town and uh, it, it's more than town and gown it's really if the college wasn't there maybe the town wouldn't be there <laughs> and and what what grant will say is that when a, a Rollins has the blessing of being not only in a in an incredibly vibrant uh, small town, but then being part of Orlando and then part of Central Florida. And, and that's a major attraction, which has something to do with that and our reputation that we uh, ended up with, with almost a record year in enrollment in a time when most, most colleges are really suffering. Yeah. So I think that, and uh, over, historically over, you know, 100 and whatever it's been since 1885, we've really had almost no really difficult times with the town. We've, we've had some disagreements here and there, but if you look at it overall, it's been an outstanding relationship. Yeah, for sure. You, you've maybe touched on a little bit, but what do you foresee, you know, you know, 5, 10, 20 years? What, what are the strongest headwinds facing Rollins College? I think uh, and our goal is to keep enrollment uh, stable and, and relatively small, around 2,000 students. Uh, but I think we... Uh, have got to find a way to build our financial base so that we can become less tuition dependent. Um, you know, every year we have to raise tuition some amount, and every year the trustees say, well, we can't do that every year forever, <laughs> but then this year we got to do it. And so, you know, you could, you could run a number out 50 years and say it would cost you a million dollars a year <laughs> to go to Rollins, which isn't going to happen. So, uh, so I think getting our getting a financial, uh, which we are working on with things like the Alphon End, but getting some alternative sources of uh, of revenue. Number one and number two, uh, getting our endowment up. And you've been, you know, incredibly active in helping Rollins with that revenue diversification with with property and and real estate, uh, just providing counsel and insights and that. Talk a little bit about you know the amount of property Rollins owns and how important that is. Not only for the college, but but too for 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 Winter Park. Uh, it's it's been an interesting process, and it's been uh, over three different administrations, three different uh, CFOs. But uh, 
the the uh, one of the greatest uh, pieces of misinformation is that Rollins buys up a lot of stuff and is not paying any taxes. And uh, the statistic is like in the last uh, 15 years, we bought 48 properties and 40. I think 43 of them are still in the tax roll. Um, and right now, Rollins is very close to being the, the, high, the, l- the largest taxpayer in Winter Park. Uh, we may be number two, but we're paying over a million dollars a year in property taxes. So that's important. I think that uh, these, mo- almost all of these properties were bought uh, for strategic purposes, for the long-term uh, benefit of the college, because we all believe the college will be here forever, whatever forever is. So we're, you know, we're 100 and, what are we, 130 some years old. Yeah. Uh, we'll be 250 years old, and, and you've got to have the ability to, to operate. Uh, and that, again, doesn't mean getting bigger, but it means getting better. And that, that, that means you've got to have the opportunity to, uh, to, to place to do business. So, so we have just recently reached an agreement with the city that does uh, kind of uh, limit us or keep us on the west side of Fairbanks um, so that that's kind of where the main campus is. Things we have on the other side will generally be office uh, space and uh, um, um, the museum and some other things. Yep. So, so let, let's push out a little bit. Um, talk about, you know, with, with your experiences and observations and, and participation, why is Rollins so important within the greater central Florida region and community? Well, you know, most um, great cities or towns have have some or many colleges. So Boston's got like 60 colleges around it. But uh, and, and then we're very fortunate in this dynamic uh, community have UCF, Valencia, and Rollins, and they all do something different. Uh, but they bring in a totally t- different type of uh, of uh, of culture to it between the the sports facilities and the, the theater and uh, when we had the Winter Park Institute and a lot of things for the community. But you also have professors living in, in uh, the community. You have students who are doing internships. We have a very active community engagement program. So it really brings life to a, to a town. And, you know, a town, um, you know, if, if, if Winter Park didn't have Rollins, it would be different. Uh, I'm not going to use another town name, but if you, there's a lot of nice little towns in Central Florida that are just what that's all they are, nice little towns. And I think Winter Park is better because of Rollins and, and vice versa. I think as the you know as the community Central Florida continues to grow and and diversify to have that you know the Rollins liberal arts education I still you know contend is so valuable. Uh, as the, the job and the, the, the economic development that our community pursues is very different today than it was probably even five years ago and 10 years ago and 20 years ago, and it'll be different in 10, 20 years now. And, and the ability for Rollins to produce students who are independent thinkers uh, and collaborators, uh, they, can, they can manage and they can navigate and succeed and be an asset to those companies that come to town. And so I, I think that's another really uh, fortuitous thing for the Central Florida region that perhaps often gets overlooked. I agree. So talk about Crummer. You're, you received an MBA from Crummer, and can you compare even the learning environment that you had, you know, between Rollins and Crummer and, um, you know, so your, your undergraduate? Crummer is a jewel, and yes. um, we're, it's the number one MBA school in Florida, and that's with some pretty powerful competition from 
University of Florida, Florida State, Miami. It is a uh, a great place to learn, and uh, you know, there's there's three, there's actually four pr- programs there. There's the 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 program I went through the, the uh, three two program. So in five years, you can get your MBA. They have the executive MBA program. They have the professional MBA, and they have a doctor, uh, a doctoral program to get a DBA. So what happens at, at Crummer is uh, it, it's, it's, it's highly uh, individualized. Uh, I remember when I was going there, there were, there were 15 people in the class. You can't hide. Uh, you, know, you can be on the back row, but you're not very far away. And so the, the learning experience is really strong. And the, uh, if you look at the uh, amount of people who have been integrated into the business community in, in Orlando since uh, Crummer started, which was uh, about in, um, it's, it's like in 63 or something. It's, it's just it's a tremendous amount of uh, business acumen that is here. And uh, I think it really benefits the, the business community. Yeah, for sure. So Rollins is well known for a lot of alumni, um, yourself included. Um, you know, most people know Mr. Rogers attending Rollins, and and you're you, you knew Mr. Rogers, you you know uh, Mrs. Rogers. Um, talk a little bit about his legacy at the college, and and I know you're working on a pretty amazing project that we I'm not sure how much we can talk about, but um, what, what kind of impact did Mr. Rogers have on you and 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 Rollins in Central Florida? So I happen to be uh, here uh, as a trustee in, a, in an era when um, Mrs. Rogers was on the board. We've had that in several cases where we've asked someone. They both went here. They were both really outstanding uh, uh, people. But the Fred Rogers didn't go on the board, but uh, Joanne did, and she. He, they were very close to Rita. Uh, they have a grand. They have a son who lives here with grandchildren, so they were here a lot. As you know, they lived here for for a while back in in the earlier days, and so I've actually had dinner with Fred and and uh, Joanne, uh, Rita and her her uh, past husband uh, who deceased, uh, Harley and Linda and I. And I know after the dinner, uh, he asked our daughter's names and he sent a little card, that both of which are framed, and said, you know, dear Kristen, da-da-da-da, you know, Mr. Rogers. Hmm. So that was pretty special. And then, uh, uh, you know, his, his fame and his impact just grew and grew and grew, and he, he died too early. But uh, we stayed close to Joanne when she'd come down. Linda and I would be with her. And just recently, and the part that we can say is that we pretty well have recognized he's our most prominent uh, alum. We've had many, many important people. But he is so widely uh, known and acclaimed. And all the stuff that happened around his documentary and then the movie with Tom Hanks, it just, it, it, which was the 50th anniversary of his, of his TV program, it was all amazing, and we did a lot of things here for to remember him. And he was everything you read about him. It says he went to went to college at Rollins College and yep. met his wife at Rollins College. So it's pretty cool. And uh, what without the whole story, but we are we're actually working on a uh, permanent uh, monument to him, uh, a sculptor sculpture by a very uh, well known uh, uh, sculptor. Uh, that we think is going to be something uh, very important to Rollins and to remember him and to all the people around the, the, the country, particularly, that, yeah. uh, that, that love him. For sure. 
when when he got his when he received his stone in the Walk of Fame, I think it was either 1990 or 91. I was president of the student government here, and so I got to pick him up at the airport. And I'll I'll never forget going back to my dorm room one day, and my little blinking light was on on my answering machine, which you don't know what that is, Dalal, but. Um, <laughs> And there's Fred Rogers telling me what time he's coming in and where to meet him and what to do. And so I got to spend a decent amount of time with him and, uh, you know, certainly a, a personal and, highlight. And he was exactly as he was on TV. Exactly. I mean, this, this, this almost passive, so kind, so quiet, uh, sitting there with him for three hours at dinner. That was exactly what he was. It wasn't a, it wasn't a stage uh, presence. All. Yeah. We could use a little more Mr. Rogers in the world today. Um, What's been what's been your other personal highlight? You know, working in the community. I mean, take Rollins out of it. Uh, I know you're deeply involved in, in several other important organizations. And, and what else? You know, in, in terms of community organizations doing great work, and that you've you've had the opportunity to be a part of. Well, clearly, Rollins is the is the highlight. Uh, so everything else is secondary. <laughs> uh, but over time, I've had the blessing to be. Uh, uh, on the board and chairman of the Winter Park Health Foundation. I was on the, that board for nine years. I was on the board of Valencia Community College for eight years before Rollins. Uh, I was chairman of the Orlando Orange County Expressway Court Authority for seven years. Uh, I'm currently involved with the chairman of the NZON board. Uh, I also was a founding member of the Catholic Foundation of Central Florida, which has done a lot of stuff for the community. So they all had different twists to them, uh, and there's others, but uh, they all served a different segment of the, of the community, and it's, it was part of my, whatever's inside of me that, that said I needed to give back. Uh, it was one point in time when I was really pretty crazy that I was, I was concurrently chairman of Rollins, the Winter Park Health Foundation, and the Expressway Authority at the same time. And, Luckily, I had some good partners to do some work. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. Uh, I, I would have been broke. I but, can uh, imagine. So, you know, your business, your community service, you know, the other sort of third leg to the stool that I know, Alan Keene, is, is government relations and government affairs. You're very active politically. Why, why didn't you ever run for political office? That, that's a good story. I don't have a good answer other than I just never wanted to do that. Uh, <laughs> I've always said I might serve an unexpired term and promise I won't run. Uh, but I've enjoyed, first of all, my business is, is related. We have to get uh, certain approvals. I don't think we've ever asked for anything we weren't, didn't deserve, but at the same time, you needed to have people who'd listen to your, to your story. Uh, and then, as corny as it sounds, uh, I believe in good government. And uh, uh, whether it's at the city level or all the way up, and I've been to the lots of things at the White House and all that. And that, you know, for a while it's exciting, then it kind of becomes just something that you did. But uh, what's really important is that we have people that are responsible and people that, uh, that understand the principle which gets lost a lot, particularly when more than 50 people show up somewhere, is, is what's called a greater public good. And that means if this is really good for the entire community, it could impact a few people but you've got to look at greater public good. Fair enough. Well, it's um, we're, it's almost election season again here in Winter Park, and we just got through one nationally, I think. Uh, so uh, it, it's, uh, it's a never-ending cycle. But your involvement, uh, I know, means a lot to a lot of people. Um, so my last question for you is, if you were president of Rollins for a day, 
What, what would you do? What would President Keene do with, with one day of, uh, of opportunity and service to, uh, to enhance the college? I could be facetious and say call Fox Day. <laughs> That's right. Every day is Fox Day. <laughs> then I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't have to do anything. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I think that uh, uh, I, I think I would do what is done by our good presidents, and that's spend time with faculty, spend time with students, and uh, try to make sure that, that people have a chance to, to succeed. Well, Alan, you've you've made Rollins successful in a lot of ways, and um, your participation and involvement and leadership um, is so important to, to so many of us and to the college and, and, and therefore the community, both Winter Park and Central Florida. So thank you for uh, being here today on uh, Rollins Around Town. Thanks for your continued service and leadership and friendship to, uh, to me personally. My pleasure. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rollins Around Town. Uh, We're also going to be followed right after this program with some outstanding music provided by Becky Hopkins, who's also in the Communications and External Relations Department with me here at the college. Today is Becky's birthday, so we wish Becky a happy birthday. She has some tribute to John Lennon music, um, remembering 40 years ago was his untimely death. Uh, Special thanks to Dalal, our assistant programming director here at WPRK, and thanks to everybody for tuning in to Rollins Around Town, and we'll see you in Winter Park. Have a good day.